Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Wednesday. Thanks for being with uh, me again. Um, <clears throat> Armor Report. Let's go over some ground rules. It's a show about stock market investing. For those of you who are new, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. We're going to focus today on precious metals, gold and silver. We told you about these assets last week and weeks before that. But really last week, we said it's time to get involved in this sector. We're buying bullion. We're buying stocks that represent gold and silver bars. Okay? And we, we basically, I said to you guys, I'm afraid there's a night in here where we're going to wake up in the morning and gold's going to be up $100. And I want to own it now before that happens. That's happened. Right? So in the previous two days, Monday and Tuesday, gold was up $150. Okay? So... We've had that big run, and it happened at night, just like I was concerned about, which is why the previous week I said we got to focus on the bullion. So today what I want to do is explain why we're getting these exacerbated moves and discuss how long it can last and then talk about the mining stocks. This is a show about quantum mental investing. It's the combination of quantitative execution. We use algorithms to help us buy and sell stocks. So we get rid of our own fear and greed responses, which hold most investors back from being successful. And I share that information with you, not only the information of when we're buying and selling, um, uh, but the philosophy behind controlling your fear and controlling your greed. If you could do those two things, you'll be a successful investor. And the other part of the quantum mental investing strategy is, of course, fundamental investing. It's doing the research. It's breaking down the balance sheets and income statements. It's understanding why institutions put a lot of money in stocks and being in front of that tidal wave of capital. We're going to talk about that today when we get into the miners. Okay, so um, please remember, this is a live trading desk. The phone might ring. I might have to you know, execute a trade. I'm involved in trades right now as we speak, um, surrounded by screens. So just bear with me if I have to do that. All this information I'm sharing is about my own uh, personal experience. So I'm sharing information I use to um, manage my own capital and capital for investors through our interactive brokers affiliation. And it's also information that we get more in depth for our Armor subscribers. We call them Armor Insiders. So you can go to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report. Dot com and subscribe. You have access one-on-one -on -one to me. We could talk about your portfolio. We can um, uh, help you become a better investor, really through coaching is what it is, right? Um, you can go online. You can see what stocks we buy, the prices we buy them, and what our stops are. 
as an example. Okay, so check that out. So you guys can subscribe right here. I gave you a link. You can also subscribe to this YouTube channel if you enjoy it and give me a thumbs up if you enjoy this conversation. It always helps me on the YouTube algorithm. Okay. Um, why is the price of gold skyrocketing? Let's start there. I told you guys last week, we're putting bullion investments back in our portfolio. We had those investments back in late February, and we had them in the, in the portfolio as a hedge. And when the stock, at mar- stock market started to crash, every asset went down. We got uh, stopped out of our positions. Gold prices went a lot lower. Silver prices went a lot lower. That's okay. We got stopped out early. Right. Those of you who are new, we have seven algorithms that drive market risk having to do with the top seven indexes. Sorry, guys, if you've heard this before. But for those of you who are new on the 24th of February, the first day of the stock market crash, our algorithms told us to go to 100 percent cash. Right. And by the end of the week, all of our portfolios were in a significant cash, if not 100 percent cash position, with the exception of Gilead. Right. Okay. So market crashed. So when do you start putting money back to work? Well, the first place we wanted to go was precious metals. And we wanted to go there because we understand that in order um, to recover from this um, economic shock that we're experiencing, the federal government and um, um, which is the White House and Congress, along with the Federal Reserve, are going to supply the market with massive amounts of cash. Now, where do they get that cash? This may surprise some of you, but the the government just prints it, right? It's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of fabric with some fancy decorations on it. That's what a currency is. It holds value because people believe it has value, just like any other asset. And it's a supply and demand equation. If you put massive amounts of supply and demand stays equal, prices go down. The value of the dollar goes down. Now, right now, demand is not staying equal. Demand is going up with supply, right? Because people are panicked all around the world and they're grabbing greenbacks. But eventually, we're going to see an overwhelming supply of currencies all around the world, not just the U.S., by the way. It's massive spending on an epic scale. We saw today a $2 trillion package coming out of Congress, the White House. They've all agreed this is a stimulus package. That's just creation of new dollars, guys. It devalues currencies over time. Gold, to a lesser extent, silver, hold their value over time, particularly when asset, uh, um, when fiat currency is being oversupplied. Let's take a look at something. Okay, this is really, really interesting. You got to take a look at this. Okay, that is the exchange traded fund of the US dollar. Skyrocketing. So you ask me, I thought you just said that there's trillions of dollars coming out. The price will go down. Absolutely, as we go forward. Right now, there's a fear and there's panic and people are buying greenbacks like crazy. It almost mirrors the treasury market. 
right? People are hiding, people all over the world are hiding in U.S. Treasuries, right? U.S. Treasuries, look at that chart. That's TLT. And now burn that in your brain and take a look at the dollar and tell me it's not almost identical. Okay? It's almost identical, right? Because people are hiding in treasuries. Yet there's a tidal wave of treasuries about to hit the market. So supply of dollars and treasuries are going berserk. Not today, because they just made all these announcements. The trillions are coming over the next X amount of weeks. So supply is getting crazy. Um, and I submit to you that when we get things like a treatment for COVID and we reach the peak in the COVID crisis, it starts to wane and fear starts to decline, you'll see the dollar and treasury prices go down a lot. Because just because we hit the peak and just because fear declines, doesn't mean that trillions aren't going to continue to be supplied to the market to try to right the wrongs and try to fix the economy. But the fear trade will be over and then reality of financial markets will kick back in. So what's really interesting is you look at this price again, take a look. Okay, there's the dollar. We already saw treasuries. Now let's take a look at gold because theoretically, theoretically, Gold should be going down when the dollar is skyrocketing. Let's look at the ETF GLD. Wait a minute. Gold did sell off initially with the market crash. Now gold's going back up. In the, in the past, a move like that in the dollar would have cratered the price of gold. Cratered it. Instead, gold is not far from its recent highs. So what's going on? I'm going to walk you through something. It's a little technical. Let's take a look. There, is, there are two different markets for gold, the cash spot market and the futures market. Spot market is where gold is trading right now, changing hands with a real bullion. Futures are obviously, as its name suggests, where you can buy the price in the future, where you can buy an ounce of gold in the future. Okay. I'm not going to get too technical here, guys. There's a lot more that goes into futures and spot. I understand that. For those of you who are well-versed in this, we could take this offline. You can talk to me if you want, if you're an Armour Insider, and we'll delve into more of the minutia. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just simplify it. Spot price and the futures in the near term that expire in a week usually trade very close to each other. And then futures that are further out trade at higher prices. That's a normal market. Okay? In an abnormal market, the near-term future, which should be trading close to spot, all of a sudden trades higher than future prices of gold. This is true about all commodities. It's called contango. It's called, or excuse me, backwardation. So what happens is people are saying, I want my gold right now. I don't care about the future. Give me my gold right now. That's a market 
It's not functioning right. So let's take a look at what's happened. Here's gold. Oops. All right. This is what happened just the other day, 24th. See that the spot price of gold and the gold future usually trades real tight with each other. The one that's going to expire, the future price that's about to expire, right? Not futures three or four or five months from now, but um, the, the, the future right now. As you can see, it's usually pretty tight. And then all of a sudden, the futures market exploded higher and a huge spread showed up between spot and futures. Now take a look at this. So gold futures versus spot, okay? Unbelievable explosion. Usually it trades in a range, as you can see. It exploded. So why is that happening? Of course, that's what's behind the 150-point move in gold in two days. Why did that happen? Well, on the one hand, we all know massive demand is coming in for gold. There's fear. People are hiding in gold. People want gold. And then on top of that, the investment community is realizing trillions upon trillions of dollars are being created. And let's be honest, the ECB and every other central bank is creating massive amounts of currency. So gold becomes more in demand. But the supply side has broken down. It's a bit of a function of what's going on with COVID in other industries. You literally can't get trucks to move bars from point A to point B. Mints are shutting down. Mining companies are closing mines. So the futures market and the spot market are going crazy. The supply part of the equation is in the breakdown right now. This could lead to what we call in the futures market a force majeure. In other words, an act of God has occurred and you cannot deliver on your futures contract. At that point, prices get locked. They open a lot higher and the contracts usually are, are settled in cash, some kind of cash value at much higher prices. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just sharing that with you. It's possible. Force majeure happens more often in, um, I'll give you an example. Let's say there's, um, um, okay, how about a horrific hurricane that wrecks the entire orange crop in Florida? Um, and so there's buyers and sellers in the futures market before the hurricane that thought they were getting oranges, and now there are no oranges. So what do you do if you had sold your oranges into the future? And the guy who's supposed to collect on his oranges can't get the oranges. Force majeure, act of God, come together, create a cash answer for the problem. Um, so that happens more often in agricultural. But we're getting a weird situation in metals right now because you can't get the supply. The supply chain is breaking down and the demand has gone through the roof. On top of that, we're hearing anecdotally that there is a big bank somewhere in Europe that's in trouble on a gold short. Could be UBS. I don't know if that's true. Don't pass that on. That's just between the two of us. <laughs> or however many we're all talking, right? Okay. So I'm not, I don't want to spread a rumor, but I'm just saying it, it seems as if from what we're hearing, there, there could be somebody caught short on gold in a major way. It's a major bank perhaps. And if that's the case, you know, these prices are going to be really crazy. So what's my point here at the end of this conversation? I know we saw a 150-point move in two days. The volatility is spiking. Don't be surprised to see big moves down 
and then subsequent rockets higher because we're not in a normal market right now. So let's go back to our discussions on the stock market and apply it here. Lot, making logical decisions in an illogical market may not prevail. So be advised. Do I think the assets are going dramatically higher? I do. I do. I think demand is getting only bigger as all of these trillions of dollars get you know, leveled on the market in the next couple of months. And I think while the supply chain will eventually fix itself, we don't know when the supply chain will fix itself. Will it be a month? Will it be two months? We don't know. So we have a serious problem in spot and futures. Um, let's move on here to um, the mining stocks for a minute. So we, we told you guys we we're buying uh, um, and adding to armor portfolios bullion investments last week before this big move in the, in the bullion price. So what are we doing this week? We're adding mining stocks. Armor Insiders, subscribers, you can go online, you can look at our portfolio, you can see what stocks we've bought in the last couple of days that are mining companies, okay? We believe they're the best in the breed, big cap and small cap, okay? I'll be adding another name today to Armor Insiders. Be sure to check the Armor portfolio at the end of the day today. I'm going to add another mining co uh, company. Um, let me explain something to you guys. Let's go over some math together. First of all, 20 to 25% of the costs of operating a mine, a mine are energy prices. So what's happening to energy prices? They're collapsing. What's happening to the end product, gold prices? They're skyrocketing, right? That's a time to own mining companies. Now, Here's a caveat before I delve into this. Mining companies act like, mining stocks act like stocks. So during a time of market collapses, you're not safe in these names. You have to use stop losses on everything. I always tell you that. But particularly so in the midst of a stock market crash. Do we think we're close to a bottom? Maybe. But if the market implodes again, okay, you're going to want to be protecting your assets and not hiding because you think mining companies are a good investment. I mean, look at all the people who thought utility stocks were a safe investment. They've been carried out in body bags. Maybe that's a bad term. Sorry, I, I take that back. I lost track of COVID for a minute. So let's take that back. They're just suffering financially and lucky for them because they're not suffering from COVID. Sorry about that. Okay, look, enough said. Let's get into the fun part of the conversation. So you have the biggest cost to operate a mine plummeting, which is energy prices, and you have the value of the asset you take out of the ground skyrocketing. There's a reason alone to own mining stocks. But let's go over um, – here's what I wanted to just share with you real quick, and then we'll get to questions and answers. Um, mining companies are not valued the same way as maybe other companies by Wall Street and by analysts, and by institutions. Um, I had one person ask me, well, if, if a company that I own, a mining company I own, is shutting down their mines, will that hurt the stock? Why would it hurt the stock? This isn't like a restaurant 
This isn't a retail company where every day you're closed, you're missing revenue. This is a company that's valued by looking at the assets that are in the ground. If the price keeps going up and you're not taking assets out of the ground, the value of your assets in the ground keep going up. You haven't lost anything as a mining company if you shut your mining down for a couple of months and the price skyrockets. The value of your company just got a lot better. Analysts literally value mining companies based on assets in the ground. They put a multiple on it. So it's different than other businesses. Okay? Um, if anything, it just exacerbates you know, the, the, the problem and, and, and prices go even higher if they shut down mines because there's less and less and less ore in the world and people want more and more and more of it. Okay? So it's not a bad thing. Um, let me just address this issue of do you just own bullion stocks where you're just looking at the price of gold and silver or do you buy the mining companies? The fundamentals behind the mining companies work like this. If the price of gold, let's say it's $1,500 an ounce and it doubles to $3,000 an ounce, that's great. Right? You're up 100%. At $1,500 gold, a company, a mining company, might have a cash flow profit of $500 an ounce. If the price goes from $1,500 to $3,000, which is a 100% increase in your bullion investment, right? the profitability of the mining company goes from $500 an ounce, right? to $1,500 an ounce. So while the price of the metal went up 100%, the value of the mining company's business has gone up 300%. Right? You all with me on that? So that's why owning an asset like a mining company in a bull market for metals can be very beneficial to a portfolio. There's leverage in that business. And so that's why we own a little bit of both. We're going to own, actually, we're going to own a bigger portion of bullion, but we're going to feed in some of our favorite mining companies because we know in a bull market for the metal, the stocks go up exponentially more. And so it's worth the risk. This is all about risk versus reward. Okay? So again, this is my own opinion. I'm not telling you to go buy these stocks. It's what I'm doing with my own assets and for the money I manage. As an Armour Insider, I'm sharing with you the stocks that I'm going to be focusing on. You have to make your own decision if you want that type of risk. And God knows you have to follow the rules of profit protection in any asset you're buying in a market like this. Okay? So I hope that's helpful. Um, I'm going to start the Q&A with a question about oil and gold. I had a subscriber want to know... Um, you know, if, if there's all this money creation and eventually that we all agree the dollar value will start to go down, commodities go up, does that mean oil goes up? Uh, oil, oil marches to its own drum. There's not a direct correlation like that in the manner that I've ever seen and that you probably want. So if the price of oil co collapses, I mean, excuse me, the price of the dollar collapses, you should see a commensurate move in gold and silver. I don't know what's going to happen in oil. Why? Because you, you got Russia, you got 
Middle East. You got all kinds of players. You got an oversupply problem that's ridiculous. In gold, you have an undersupply problem. They can't supply the market right now. Mines are shutting down. Okay. And on top of that, they haven't been searching for new gold for like a decade. Okay. So mine production, peak production of gold has already started to decline. And it takes like 10 years and a billion dollars to bring on a substantial new mine. I mean, like massive ounces. Okay. To really move the needle. It's not like just sticking a straw in the ground in the Permian Basin and start pulling up energy again. It's a lot harder. It costs a lot more to develop a precious metals mine at, at a major level to impact supply and demand. And because of a 10-year bear market in gold and silver prices, the exploration plummeted. So it'll take time to catch up. So they're two different assets. All right. Um, any questions you guys have? Seems like just a couple of us today. Thanks for being here, guys. Um, Thanks for the thumbs up there, Tech Monkey. I appreciate it. Um, how do I like Kirkland Lake Gold? Uh, I do. I do. Good company. Good company, you know. Um, so not much more to, 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 to discuss about that. Um, I will be updating, like I said, at the end of today, my armor uh, portfolios. and You'll see what stock I bought today. Uh, you may find it interesting, and I'll explain more. If you're an Armor Insider, give me a call, and I'll walk you through the reasons why we're adding this particular name. What do I think about SPPP? Let's take a look. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good question, Nobuay. Um Sprott Physical Platinum and Palladium. I'm focusing on gold and silver right now. That, that asset had a massive run because there was a squeeze going on in platinum, I think it was. Um, palladium is more of an industrial metal, but probably not a bad idea. You know, probably not a bad idea. Um, any other, any other questions, guys? If not, I'm going to wrap this up today and uh, hop off, and I'll see you guys again on Saturday. Thoughts on all bad corona news priced in. Unemployment comes week. All right, Brandon, so what am I thinking about corona, the corona news? Is it priced in? I, I don't know. You know, um, it's possible, and I'll just go back to the three issues that matter to me, the bond market, the algorithms that we run, you know, and uh, – and a treatment. The bond market seems like it's cured right now. LQD is up again today, right? So if LQD is really stabilized, that's one major step towards the stock market stabilizing. And so while it's hard to figure out how the COVID virus news will ebb and flow, um, financial market stabilization will, will be the first step towards putting money back to work. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't think unemployment numbers mean anything. Everybody knows the number is going to be catastrophic. I'm so sick and tired of watching CNBC and hearing these guys talk about the panic of how big the unemployment number is going to be. It's ridiculous. It's a forced unemployment. It's not like the economy is crashing and so people are being unemployed. It's forced to stay home. People are losing jobs. I mean, come on. 
We all know what it is. And as soon as the COVID virus peaks and goes the other way, people are going to get re, uh, rehired. So until we see what the rehiring is, you know, if you told me this was Q4 and everything, everyone's passed coronavirus and the jobs didn't come back, then we've got a problem. You know, so I don't really care about those numbers. Economic numbers coming out right now mean nothing to me. Thoughts on um, CCI? Let's take a look. Um, so was it CCI? No, it's CGC. So, did someone ask me about CCI? No. All right. Thoughts on... Uh, but before we wrap up, is that true, Nobue? Are you telling me there's a discount on SPPP of 10.86%? If that's accurate, so I'm no doubt to uh, think you're not accurate, then I have to really look hard at that asset. That might be definitely an asset worth buying um, at a discount like that. That's crazy. All right, Canopy Growth. I love it, guys. Canopy Growth, man. I just can't wait to get a hold of Canopy Growth. Um, but I'm not buying stocks right now. I'm buying gold and gold stocks. And I'm focused on the NASDAQ 100, trying to get an allocation uh, to the NASDAQ 100. I'm waiting for algorithms. I'm waiting for a treatment to open the door for me to start buying these names. I don't think I'm going to miss anything. I'm not worried about missing stocks. I don't think this market's going to turn on a dime. I think it'll back and fill. I think we'll watch the bond market. If it holds and starts to make a base, then we can start buying equities because we'll know the market crashes over and we can start making logical decisions again. And at the top of the leaderboard's got to be canopy growth trading near its cash value. Couldn't agree more. Um, what's the best advice I could give to new investors? That's a real broad question, my friend. I mean, um, I guess I'd have to say if you look at the armorreport.com and you go to our rules of the road, it's armor investing rules of the road. So I've taken 30 plus years of experience managing my own money, managing client capital, and I'm condensing it into rules that we have. Okay. Rule number 76. You all know that one. Um, no excuses. Play like a champion. Okay, that's a joke. If you guys don't get that joke, do a little research. Um, I'm going to go to rule number one. If I have one thing I could tell new investors, it's rule number one. Always try to get yourself on the right side of probability and statistics when you're making an investment. And only make that investment when re reward is worth the risk. If you work on those two aspects – so that before you commit capital, you're thinking of those two things. I think you'll be more successful. Don't think about either fear or greed responses. Try to identify why am I doing this? Is it because I'm afraid? Is it because I'm greedy? Then I shouldn't do it. Instead, say, what's my stop on this asset? Is, is the stop, does the stop make sense? And if you need to know stop losses, you can go to my um, YouTube channel, right? And I have a playlist for you for new investors, investing for beginners, and I go over stop losses. Every time I buy a stock, I know how much I'm willing to lose before I sell the stock. You have to learn that as an investor. So it can free you up to take positions. You won't be afraid. You know what the stop is. It's not emotional. 
You know how much you're going to lose before you put the money to work. Statistically speaking, all of my big winners, statistically, like 100% of my big winners, never challenge the stop. They don't go down. You put them on, they go up, you make a lot of money. It's the ones that challenge the stop that are real tricky. Usually they don't work. Sometimes you got to put them back out again two or three days later. It's okay. Use a stop to protect yourself from fear and greed. Those are some of my thoughts for new investors. Oh, Erez, great. I'm glad you enjoyed the new design for the portfolio page. I know I'm still working with that, trying to make it as clear as possible. Thanks for that shout out. Um, do I still like Organogram? I, I like the company, but it's not going to be my first when I go put money in cannabis companies. I'm going to high grade my portfolio buying cannabis companies that have massive amounts of cash and no need to tap the equity markets. Okay, so while I like Organogram because of their products, um, uh, look, we're still in a stock market crash and an economy that's imploding. And so um, access to capital is very tight and we have to avoid companies whose balance sheets might not be 100 percent. And I'm not saying Organograms is not 100 percent. I have to go look at it again. But I'm just focusing on the guys that have four point or three point eight billion dollars in cash. Hey, Nobuwe, you bought a little uh, CGC. Good for you. Good for you. That's right, guys. Look, just because I say I'm not doing it doesn't mean you can't. Go for it. You know, go for it. I'm just sharing my ideas and what I do with my own money. So please, you know, take that under advisement. I'm not telling you guys what to do here. Okay? Risk on, risk off. The armor algorithms haven't changed yet. So, you know, the number one reason why I'm going to put money to work is still telling us you can't put money to work. And so I'm still, you know, focusing on just certain sectors where I think I can make, make a smart investment. Okay, um, wrapping up. What's the stop loss usually? Like 20, not even close to 20%. Not even close. Okay, stop losses for us are a lot tighter. And we don't use percentages to come up with those stops. I suggest, Brandon, you watch the video I created for you all um, about stop losses. We have three particular spots where we stop out. The low of the day that we bought the asset, the low of the move that we're buying, and the low of the structure we're buying. And I explain it in a video. You can go to the, uh, um, find the channel that I created for you, um, the playlist that I created, and you'll find it right there, investing education, armor education series is what I call it, okay? Um, Ford. I'm not, I have no interest in Ford right now. No, no, no. It's not even on my whiteboard. Auto companies not on my whiteboard. At the end of the day, um, a lot of what I do when I put portfolios back to work is think about opportunity cost of money. So while I could buy some Ford and it might go up, there's other, other places I'd like to go with that capital. And there are. All right, guys, I got to hop. I appreciate your time with me. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Saturday at 1130 you guys be safe out there, okay? Take care.